Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Okay, well, hey, Greg, we got Michael Lozier on here. Michael, thanks for, for coming in. You're, we're on separate coasts here. You're, we're four-hour time zone away from you. And uh, so, so good morning to so him. Good, good morning. afternoon to us. Hey, good afternoon to us, exactly. <laughs> Hello. It's, it's lunchtime to us. Thanks so much for coming on, Michael. You're welcome. Now, we're, I want to introduce you to Greg Hammings because I don't know, you, you and Greg have not met. Uh, Greg is this fabulous corporate storyteller, filmmaker, uh, entrepreneur. He's doing all these great things. And he read the interview I did with you, and uh, we wanted to include you in our podcast. We're, we're just getting this rolling. It's, we're, we're thinking it's called The Boiling Point, but we're still kind of at that, pro, you know, in the, in, the, <laughs> in the process of trying to figure it all out. You're, you're our fourth guest, Michael. Oh, great. Well, thanks for having me on. It was a great article as well. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank, well, and, and, and it was, so let me, let me, let me start this. Like, I, Michael's in town. He's a St. John boy originally, um, living in Victoria, British Columbia right now, I believe, Michael. That's right. Yeah. Right. And, um, and he is a best-selling author. He's a speaker. He's a, he's a trainer. Um, we'll get, we'll talk a little bit about his book in a second. And uh, I had the chance um, to, to meet him. And, and Michael, he was just very gracious. I met you at, at your mom's house. She was cooking. Um, clams, I think, in the background, and I think so. and yelling at us, and you know, inviting me for for lunch and all this great stuff, and and I got to I got to hear this fabulous story about um, you know kind of how Michael got his this started, how he become a, you know turned a passion into a best selling book, and what he's doing now. So I want to introduce Michael you to Greg. Um, Greg, what did you think of the interview? Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic, and the, the part that I really enjoyed, Michael, was right from the beginning. You carved yourself out as a thought leader in this space, and uh, you even said that there wasn't any other books um, in the you know in the law of attraction field back when you started. And you started in your you know with a small group of people, and then grew a community. Essentially, this is yeah. this was my takeaway, and I think that might be a really neat place to start. Is uh, you know as you know becoming a thought leader. Did you even know you were becoming a thought leader, or? Was well, the, the amount the amount of awareness that's changed that has gone on over the last ten years is probably quadrupled in the last thirty years. So let's just imagine um, St. John, New Brunswick, thirty years ago, you would have to go to a little tiny bookstore to buy a Wayne Dyer book. Yeah, good point. You couldn't get it where you get it today. So anything to do with positive thinking and being positive and things like that, that was really rare when I grew up. And then I, when I moved to BC, I was probably about 35 years old. And, you know, on the West Coast, it was a little different. There was a couple of spiritual centers, and I started to learn about different, you know, positive thinking and so on. So I kind of immersed myself in all of that. And it was something that I was, you know, it was always interested me about human behavior and what turns people on and off and what motivates them and so I did. I started a group in my house, and before you know it, I was having 44 people come to my house every Sunday, and we were having conversations about law of attraction and success and why we attract things. And so, and for me, I was still working. For, I was working for the BC government at the time. I was working four, five days a week. And then in the evenings, I was holding these discussion groups in my house, and they were all for free. 
And then probably after a couple of years, I got it that what I was giving people with, was information. People pay for information, and it was worth something. I was changing people's lives. They were mm. changing the negative stuff they were attracting. They were starting to attract more business and clients and relationships. And I got it is that there's an exchange of energy here, and I'm exchanging my energy for money. So I eventually went down to a four-day work week with the government. Then Fridays became my law of attraction day, and I was coaching, and I would go anywhere to speak to anybody. I'd go to women's groups and men's groups and networking meetings and breakfast meetings. And I mean, I was going to meetings after meeting, just presenting, presenting, presenting. And then once a month, I held a full-day seminar. So I'm working four days a week for the government, Fridays and Thursday nights for my free time when I would go give free Law of Attraction presentations. And then I would upsell people to a Sunday seminar. Now, I was only charging $99. The first time I had 10 people, that was exciting. I just made $1,000 in one day. That was really good. And after about six months, I started to build a reputation, and I was getting 80 people out. So I was making like $9,000, and I'm bragging because it was my transition, right? It's like, right. wow, I have a business here. I'm, I'm getting paid for what I love to do. It totally inspires me to influence people in a positive way. And before you know it, I was doing, you know, uh, groups, and, uh, and then I had gone to see a speaker. I was still working for the government. I saw a speaker at lunchtime, and I went up to him afterwards, and I said, you want to hang out tonight? He was staying in the city overnight. I took him out to dinner, and I said, I want to be a speaker like you. <laughs> and, he leaned, and he leaned across the table, and he said this, well, it'll, be, it'll, it'll help if you have a book. I thought, <laughs> It's like, I don't have a book, but you know what I did have? I had a 12-inch binder of success stories and testimonials, and I love when you said this, and I love when you did this, and say that again, and people, so I had a year, uh, a 12-inch binder of notes and thank you cards. I spent two years to convert it into a book, and then I did hundreds of seminars using my book, so I, the material was very solid. And then, uh, and then I released the book. I released the book to be a speaker, and then, as a result of that and Law of Attraction, I sold 1.8 million copies of Law of Attraction, 500,000 copies of my second book, Law of Connection. I was interviewed by Oprah Winfrey four times on a radio show, and I had my own radio show on her station, and I'll repeat this again. I never elicit business, ever. I never say to somebody, I'd like to do this for you, or I'd like to work here. And I've been all over the world three times in 33 countries teaching law of attraction. And I never made a phone call. That is awesome. Now, I think before we get too far, for for listeners who don't know what the law of attraction right. is, why don't, why, don't you, why don't you give us the law of attraction for dummies here? Okay, great. <laughs> well, this is the law of attraction for smarties because this is the people that want to be able to learn. Now, first I'll start off by saying that the term law of attraction might be new to people. Thinking, what's that? What does law of attraction mean? But here's the better news and the good news. The good news is that you've already been experiencing it. Anytime you use the word serendipity or synchronicity or fate or karma or meant to be or everything's falling into place and all oh, this is such a coincidence, I was just thinking about you. Anytime that you've used those expressions, and I know that you know that I know that you have, say yes or no. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You've all, you've all <laughs> today, said them. Today. <laughs> yes. So every time you use those words, you're just, listen, this is important. You're describing evidence. 
of law of attraction. So when you say, oh, this is such a coincidence, I was just thinking about you. You could say, this is so much evidence of law of attraction. Or how about that time you wanted to uh, get a new job or a new career or something, and before you know it, something fell in front of you, or you overheard a conversation, or you saw it on TV, and you said, wow, is this ever freaky? I was just talking about this yesterday. You could really say, this is so law of attraction. <laughs> or you could say, uh, so L-O-C, or L-O-A, you know, you L-O-A. Ac- acronym it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do that. So my, my point being is that you're already experiencing it, and I didn't create it. I'm teaching it. It's a law that already exists. I'm just teaching people how to use it. If you don't like it, that's okay. If you don't understand it, that's okay, because guess what? It works anyway. So law of attraction is energy around us, and I can't prove it. I can't put it in a Petri dish or a test tube and pass it around the room and say, hey, dudes, do you believe me now? Look, this is law of attraction. I can prove it in a cup or I can prove. I can't do that. But what I can do is have people have experiences just with a couple of tools that I'm going to give you in a few minutes that they will say to themselves, wow, this is different. I'm attracting something different after what he said. I wonder if this really works. Well, guess what? Whether you like it or not or believe it or not or understand it or not, everything is because of law of attraction. It's just energy in a room, and it has a two-word job description. You know, when I worked for the government, I had a 17-page job description. And, and, and you know what the very last thing on page 17 said? And anything else we want you to do. Ah, yeah, beautiful. I like that one. Yeah, the, the life of a civil <laughs> yeah. servant. So, so, yeah. so what, what, what is the, uh, the, the two-word? Well, it's, it's so easy. I mean, imagine opening up the two-word job description. Uh, the cover page says, job description for law of attraction. See page two. You know what the page two says? Match vibrations. It's like, well, first, what's a vibration? Well, you know what? We don't use the word vibration in everyday language, but there's a word within the vi- word vibration that we do use, and that word is vibe. I'm sure all of us have said recently, wow, that person's giving off a negative vibe. Hey, is the vibe ever good in this building? Oh, I like the vibe of this city. So we use the word vibe to describe a mood or a feeling. And there's only two kinds of vibes, negative vibes and positive vibes. If I say he's giving off a negative vibe or she's giving off a positive vibe or, you know, I've been to different cities and I could pick up a vibe. So a vibe isn't something that you smell or touch or taste or hear. A vibe is something that you feel. Say yes if you could stand beside somebody and pick up their negative vibes, yes or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can't feel, you can't see it, but it's a, a vibe you're picking up. So here's what's important for everyone to know. Right now and right now and right now and right now, everybody has a mood or a feeling. Even if you're denying having one, you're having a mood or feeling right now. It doesn't have to be a strong negative emotion or a strong positive emotion. Even a weak feeling is still a feeling. So right now, everybody has a feeling. And because we have a feeling, it means we're sending or putting off a vibe and we're not even doing it on purpose. Matter of fact, if I'm angry and ticked off about something, I don't have to do it on purpose, but now I'm putting off a negative vibe. So yes, if that makes sense. It makes sense. And, but, and, yeah. and just, I got a question for, I mean, <clears throat> I'm hearing your passion here and clearly your passion is what's supporting this, right? Are you like, are you still as passionate about this as you were when you, you started learning about it? What's all there is for me. <laughs> it's I like, mean, really, it's, no, I, it's, I re- to, 
it's really amazing, Michael. And like, and and, and, and I just want to talk about giving off these vibes. <clears throat> Here's a really interesting story. So, um, and I, and because I want to, I want to hear. Uh, I guess I'd like you to comment on it. Greg and I uh, are sitting back and we're we're contemplating get, putting a, a podcast together, and this idea, and uh, you know, and how do we get it out, and how do we do this, and da-da, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And literally, um, I don't know, a few hours later, I drove over to your mom's place to interview you, Michael, and you started talking about how you support people getting, you know. Uh, Radio shows and, and and out into the world, and I just thought, wow, this is this is uh, this is laws of attraction at play right yeah. now. Yeah. How did you? How did you? Like, I mean, I love this whole grassroots movement and how you got the message out. Um, you know, in kind of in practical terms, I guess you you know, like you you attracted. I know you attracted things, but you know, you were also very, I think, savvy in how you got the book out there because you you sold a couple hundred thousand yourself. Yeah. So yeah. so you know, for people. Listening, Listening that have an idea, whether that be a product, a book, uh, a service, whatever, <clears throat> we want to know how how can we get that out into the world ourselves. So, how, so can you share, you know, what you see as the, I guess, the, the the map to doing that, or what you've learned? Yes. Well, first off, when you know I'm in Victoria, I'm working four days a week for the government. This was back in in the '90s. I created my own fame. I made sure I had a really, really nice business card. And when I would meet somebody for the very first time, they would say, oh, wow, you're doing well, just buy the business card. And I'd go to networking meetings. And I would put on seminars and I would speak. I created all of that myself. And anytime I was doing a speaking engagement, somebody would say, oh, wow, you should come to our group. And I would follow up with that, you know, say, okay, well, here's my card and here's what I can do. So I created all that. And I created, you know, I would send things to the media that I'm doing this. Sometimes I would promote seminars that nobody showed up. But it didn't matter. I still was out there and I was doing it. And most importantly, I surrounded myself with people that I supported, like in a mastermind team. And boy, everything changes after that. When you're meeting with a group of six or seven entrepreneurs and once a week and you say you're going to do this before the next meeting, boy, I've been along to many of those. To me, they're like the the fuel to get projects done, particularly in entrepreneur status. Mm -hmm. I'm doing what I'm doing here in Victoria. All my friends are governed worker so now no one's available during the day on Friday so but eventually like I said I left the government work when I made the transition I would never say quit one job and move into the other like you know it's really important that you're feeling good about the transition so but um, yeah so first get you know get support yeah yeah and uh, just know that everyone's going to have an opinion you know Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to have there's people that don't like my book and there's people that do like it. That's right. okay. Right. I don't need it. Uh, you know, I'm not looking for anybody's approval. I'm just doing what I like well, to do. Well, what, and what about, I mean, the whole idea of like, so, so it's like you set some goals, but I'm hearing like massive perseverance here. Oh yeah, you, know, very, like you, yeah. you promote something, yeah. and, and I mean we've all been there. Or at least I, I know, I bet you you have, Greg. I know I have. Oh, yeah. You do something, and yeah. it doesn't. It's not the wild, you know, it, 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 like a uh, interest in it that you maybe thought it was, right? But but you know, and I don't, that can stop a lot of people dead in their tracks. But it didn't stop you. Yeah. So what how, what kept you going? Well, what's interesting, I'm just finishing my third book. I spent three years writing it and testing it and doing seminars all over the world, and now it's ready. It's called Fulfillment Needs, and it's a process to help people uncover what fulfills them. And when you know what fulfills you, then you do more things that are in alignment to being fulfilled. It's kind of backwards because 15 years ago, I knew what fulfilled me. 
So I thought, hmm, if I wrote a book, would that get my needs met? And if I did book signings and seminars and TV and radio, would, and it was going, yes, yes, yes. And I remember my very first job in St. John, New Brunswick. I remember telling this to my sister at a recent seminar. My sister, who's my assistant, was at the seminar, and I was telling the story about not being fulfilled. And my first job, I worked at, I mowed lawns at a graveyard. And I said, I was so unfulfilled, and Diane was at the back of the room. She spoke up. I think it was when I was in my seminar in St. John's. She spoke up, and she said, oh, you didn't laugh today. You called me at noon crying to come pick you up and not tell mom and dad. I was like 15 years old or something. She was your assistant at 15 years old. No, no, no she's my assistant now. No, no, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, she was my bossy sister when I was 15. I love it. Yeah. Listen, I, I just want to touch on something really quick. The, the whole peer group thing is, is really neat, too, because another reason why Dave and I are in this booth together right now is because we both belong to um, an entrepreneur group called the Wallace McCain Institute, where 12 to 15 entrepreneurs meet every single month for a year in a cabin in the woods, and we just put it, put it all out on the line. And it's, it's 100% complete um, uh, respect with each other and confidentiality, but it's the the whole idea of accountability, like you said, you were yeah. in these groups that it's week to week, but setting yeah. those uh, those goals and having a group of people around you to keep you accountable is absolutely critical. And Dave and I are part of the, the, the same organization. And I think that really was a nice, uh, a, a nice point that you made, that that yeah. was a major part of your success is surrounding yourself by and, other people. And do, you, and do you still do that today? Uh, not so much. I'm kind of mentoring more people than I am doing, but I haven't, you know, I, well, I talked to resources like before I wanted to move in to start to do Google Hangouts and, um, so now I have my, I have a live show every Friday and I'm averaging 4,000 people watching it live and thousands of people watching it on YouTube afterwards. So, but I didn't know anything about that. I just, Alex Mendozian invited me to his show. He's a great internet marketer. He had me on a show and within three minutes, I was on the show for three minutes and I said, I'm doing this. <laughs> And I said, whatever, whatever I need to do, know or have to attract this, I need to be doing Google Hangouts because I went to my fulfillment needs list and it was check, check, check. I'd get all my needs met doing Google Hangouts. I've been doing seminars for a year. I've been doing teleclasses, probably an average of 300 every two years. I'm on the phone. I'm doing, so I've got lots of information and sound bites and I'm a show off. I love being in front of the TV. <laughs> so, so the next week I joined Alex's class again as a student and I thought well I'm, I better do my research and development I'm going to start watching Alex's show every week and, and take some notes that's how, one of my reasons to, for success is because I model after successful people so I thought oh I like how Alex does that I like how Alex does that so I said hello in the room I typed hello and Alex said oh there's my friend Michael Loja he wrote the book Law of Attraction I had him on last week and then my little window popped up and it said Michael freaking Loja that's what it said big book he said do you remember me he goes it's Still, he said, your assistant before Diane was uh, my girlfriend for two years. And I said, oh, yes. He goes, he goes, please tell me you have a Google Hangout show. And I said, no, uh, that's my next step. He said, guess what? You just met your producer. He said, I'm working with two. And he started telling me working with two authors. Anyway, we just really took off doing this Google Hangout show. 
the purpose I'm telling you that was is that I'm really big on believing in hiring the experts or right. getting an expert. So whether it's okay. being mentored or whether it's having a coach, but I'm I'm going to asking law of attraction for resources. Like for this, I said, you know what, law of attraction. I'm in the process of attracting some resources that are in alignment to me doing an awesome Google Hangout show. That's all the request was. It's like typing it in Google Internet. Google, I want you to find me a resource that's going to help me succeed with Google. You know, I don't type in what I don't want. I type in what I do want. Yeah. And when I'm, and then when I give it attention, it sends a matching vibration. And then Law of Attraction's job is to match vibration. So Law of Attraction had the vibration of me wanting to do a show and hooked it up with somebody that wants to help people do shows. And we were also in vibrational harmony, and that's why that worked. So neither one of us said, oh, this is such a coincidence. You know what I said? Oh, it took a week. So, well, let's, let's tap into that, Greg, you and I. Okay. So we got, you know, Michael, who's been this, you know, massive success, right? Um, attracted all, all this, you know, very passionate, what he's doing, um, understands, you know, the putting up positive vibrations and stuff. Um, so if, if we could get you to quickly mentor us, right. we're, we're getting this, this podcast off the ground. This is a passion of both of us, like Greg, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing these interviews, Michael, you were one of, of, of many interviews I've been doing over the last few years. It, yeah. it's, it doesn't pay a lot, but I love of um, sharing stories that people need to hear in the business community. So it's, it goes in this paper called the Telegraph Journal in, right. in, in the province of New Brunswick. Um, Greg, you're out there telling stories yeah, uh, through we, film. We, we do TV shows and documentaries for the global broadcast market, and we're also telling stories for on the web for different commercials and brands and all that sort of thing. And so we're both, you and I are both connecting with people and helping tell their stories. Exactly. Right. And that's what this podcast is to be as well, to inspire people by allowing them to have their stories told. So, so what we want to do, Michael, is, is you know, have this, uh, you know, attract the right people to this podcast. Yeah. So, okay. what, so, so what would you say? Okay, I'll give you a couple scripts. Okay. Your language was both good. You weren't talking about what you didn't want to, and I don't want this and I don't want that, so it's pretty good. So I'll say, so uh, I'm in the process of attracting and allowing all the resources and information that I need for me to take the next steps. I'm excited at the thought of in, uh, attracting some information that's in alignment to us making money doing these podcasts and building it as a business. I love knowing that more and more people want to listen to it. Some people want to pay for it, and some people want to be interviewed. I love knowing that all the social media is going to generate lots of traffic over and over and over again to the podcast, and there'll be some uh, projects and work and contracts that'll come just from doing this out of my passion. I love knowing that all the right perfect people at all the right perfect time are going to be lined up to watch and listen to it and share it, and those people that want our support uh, will be able to exchange their money with our coaching and our mentoring. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's all in the language, you know, and I, I, I picked that up. It's uh, uh, and I think naturally Dave and I do this anyway without knowing, uh, you know, a def- having a definition for it is yeah. we're both completely optimistic people. And when we talk to people, we use those affirming, you know, affirming words. And uh, uh, and I I'm, I'm always thinking that way as well for the success of my business. And I know you are as well. Dave is thinking and concentrating on the positive. And well, do you know what also? And actually, it's probably as a result of uh, it has been amplified since I talked to Michael and 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 dug in and read a little more about the law of attraction. But one one and this whole concept of allowing Michael. Um, yeah. What I was realizing is, and, and I'm just I'm maybe more I have a higher awareness of is when my when I'm starting to doubt. 
and you know what I mean, like a project or a, a and I'm and when I'm and I'm catching myself yeah. more frequently than I did before prior to meeting Michael and, and giving this more attention. Um, yeah. the, the, that whole that whole doubt piece can flood in, and I just think we're talking to entrepreneurs. We're talking about people getting the, the word out there, but how, how does doubt play into all of that, Michael? Yeah. Okay. Great. So when we desire something, I want a new client, or some people don't have a job right now. They want to have jobs too. So some people want a job. They want a client. They want customers. They want a contract. They want referrals. So so, so people are wanting that. So that's a positive vibe. If law of attraction is eavesdropping right now, it would catch me sending this vibe out, thinking, "Wow, I'm you know because next Saturday I'm doing a I'm doing a free gig in here in Victoria, and the company's head office, or they're doing a big convention in." Um, Vegas and considering to have me be the speaker. So I'm kind of doing a free presentation for a smaller group and so on. Hmm. So in, in that, I would say that, uh, you know, so how is that in alignment to what it is that I want to be attracting? However, if a little voice, so that's a positive vibe. Law of attraction is eavesdropping. I'm getting excited about going to Vegas. I love speaking in Vegas and so on. I, I like when they pay for, I love when they pay for my trip in the hotel. And I love when I can go visit my other friends. I'm just, see, can you hear my pumped upness in that? Mm-hmm. And my little voice is saying, yes, you like it, you like it, you like it. And then a little voice says, oh, but what if they don't hire you? So it's just a little voice, but that little voice is the voice of doubt. And doubt is a negative vibration. So if you can see me at the front of the seminar room, on my right hand, I'm holding my right hand up. On my right hand, I have really strong desire. On a scale of plus one to plus 10, I'm going to give myself a plus 10. Boy, am I ever pumped up. Look at my strong desire. And now that little voice of doubt comes in my hand, in my head. So strong doubt, represented by the minus symbol, is a minus 10. So Dave, do the math. I have a plus 10 for desire, and I have a strong minus 10 for doubt. What's the net effect? Well, we're, we're at ground zero. We're not moving yeah, anywhere. Right. So here's an important sentence everybody needs to hear. The speed at which you'll attract what you desire is equal to how much doubt you have. Cool. The, neg- the negative vibration of our doubt dilutes the positive vibration of our desire. You know, when people think back and say, you know what, I always wanted one of those, but I doubted it. As a matter of fact, every time I said, I'd want one of those, and I said, I doubt it, I'll never afford that. Mm-hmm. So people can go back and say, that made sense. Or the time that you had a knowingness, you said, oh, no, I know I'm winning that. I know I'm going to go on that date or whatever it is. I know that's going to be my new client. When you had that knowingness, that means it was doubtless. Uh, so in my uh, yeah, so in my book I talk about allowing. You know, it's like it's like business people. We're going to order some products, right? We're going to place an order, just like on Google, just like on Google or with Law of Attraction. Say, okay, I'd like to place an order. Here's what I'd like, and I'd like to place the order, but we're not opening the door for it to come in. In other words, I called the pizza place. I said, here's what I'd like for my pizza. I place the order, and then when they come to the door, I don't let them in. So with Law of Attraction, we're good at ordering, but we're not good at allowing it in. Do you know, you know what's, you know, and I think part of why for me your message resonates so much, not, not only because intuitively it feels right, you know, but that you're living it. And I, I just think, I'm just wondering how important is it for us, you know, to be living whatever that passion is? Well, you know, even, even if I don't live it, I can't deny it. Like I don't turn this off at five o'clock, but when something really crappy shows up in my life, you know what I look at, but you know what I do? I look at it and I say this, I wonder 
what it was that I was giving attention to that caused me to attract that. Hmm. Does it mean I don't get ticked off? Well, I can get ticked off, but that's what accountability is. There's two words buried within the word accountability. What's one of them? Account. And the other one? Ability. ability. <laughs> so I have an accountability. When I attract something, I'm accountable for it. In other words, I can, I, this is, this, here's my slice and dice. I can account for why I attracted it. This is here because, so when I attract on a good parking space, boy, I love to brag about that, don't I? This is here because of me. My vibes put this out there. But when the negative stuff shows up, we have a different story. Why is it happening to me? Well, the answer is the same. Whether it's negative or positive, it's there because of your vibration. And the best news of all is that we have the ability to reset our vibes. And that's as, as business people, when we have that negative talk, or most importantly, when we use the word don't, not, and no. When I say, I don't, so we're going to play a little law of attraction game. You guys are going to do law of attraction. Your job is to eavesdrop. And tell me what I'm giving attention to. And when law of attraction finds out what I'm giving attention to, what does it do? Two-word job description, it's... Oh, geez. Great. Come on. Matt. It matches, matches vibrations. vibrations. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're getting, we're failing. <laughs> I'll begin again if you want me to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really. Ask that question again. We'll cut this all out. Okay. So here's here's my question to you. When I what am I giving attention to when I say I'm using the word don't not a no? I don't want my clients to cancel. What did I give attention to? Yeah, your client is going to cancel for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't want to play phone tag today. Phone tag will happen. Yeah. Don't think of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> That's all I can see right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be rejected today. I don't want this meeting to be difficult. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. I don't want to get rejected at the meeting. Whenever you say what you don't want, you give it attention. Right. So if I go to Google and I type in no football, what shows up? Yeah. Uh, yeah, isn't that interesting, eh? Yeah. Football shows up. How yeah. come? Because Google doesn't know what no means. Right. Law of attraction does. Oh, you have a pet dog? Go tell your dog you're not going to the park and watch its tail wag. It doesn't hear no. Right, yeah. right. So law of attraction doesn't hear no. It responds to what you give attention to. When people say, um, I'm giving um, my show, my episode number 22 of Hangout with Michael, hangoutwithmichael.com, it's about unemployment. So when people tell people they're unemployed, if you could point a vibrational meter reader towards them. Unemployed. Yeah. yeah, unemployed. I'm unemployed. Now, on this show, I'm going to give you guys the heads up. On this show, I'm going to be teaching them to reset that word. If they're unemployed, you know what they are? They're employable. Okay. Mm. Can you feel the difference? I like, yeah, I like that. And it's the same so, thing with uh, unemployment insurance. They changed that name to employment, employment insurance. Yeah. For some well, Canadian we're, I know. Canadian, we're so nice. Exactly. We yeah. don't even say don't drink and drive. We say drive carefully. So <laughs> we're a very respectful country. So Please we, resume your speed. No other country says that. But yeah. Us. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Okay, we're at the thirty-minute mark, and this, this is a, this is a tough part, eh? Like, there's just so much uh, else I want to talk about. But my, um, so Michael, one of the questions I have for you is, uh, in in closing, as part of closing, we got we'll just got a little wrap up here. Um, tell us quickly about you know you travel around the world. You've been, I mean, like uh, people uh, like Oprah is this iconic figure. Uh, you've interacted with her. Like, what have you found most exciting about this? You know, this trajectory of your career and your passion. <sighs> that I am the how-to guy. 
You know, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a trainer who's motivated. And I love shedding the light and the understanding on this subject. Even when you heard it, not from me, but when you heard it again from me, it made sense. And it's like, wow, this made sense. And it made people explore. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that, that's what gives me the biggest thrill. And I just want to touch briefly. I talked about my book, Fulfillment Needs. You know, my, here's my top four fulfillment needs. In my book, I start with 33 and I, and I go through processes. My top four are attention. Attention can also mean attentiveness. Are you guys being attentive? Say yes or no. Oh, yes. Yeah. So imagine me doing book signings and seminars and Google Hangouts and Facebook. I get people's attention. My second one is influencing people in a positive way. I don't know. Did I do that today? Absolutely. Seminars, book signings, radio interviews, television interviews, Google Hangouts, Facebook page. So let's check off the first two boxes. The third one is intimacy. The intimacy, I'm going to reword it because I'm a reworder. Intimacy means three words. Into, me, see. So we didn't talk about the weather today or sports or cars. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not intimate enough for me. I want to know what your dreams are and your goals are and what your blocks are and what's ticking you off and how I can help you. Like, I want to get into that kind of conversation. If somebody wants to talk about other conversations, I lose interest. Why? Because it's not fulfilling. And my fourth one, sometimes my top one, is freedom. Yeah. So he said, hey, Michael, would you like to do a radio interview at your convenience and you can influence people and get some attention for 30 minutes? Are you in? Yeah. (laughs) Matching vibrations. (laughs) How did, how did we do as students, Michael? Yeah, and be honest. Be, be, be beside the part of us forgetting the matching vibrations part. Well, that's the only part. Well, when you said forget, not to forget about it, you gave it attention. Oh, you're right. You're right. And now that's all did. I can think about is the little blunder you made on TV. Hey, like I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it since. I was like, do not forget matching vibrations. That's why I just said it on the air two seconds yeah. ago. Yeah. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to draw the circle the size of a golf ball. Yeah. Inside the golf ball, one above, uh, one above each other, write the word don't, not, and no. And now draw the international do not use symbol through that, like the no smoking symbol. Yeah. And I want you to train your brain that every time you use the word don't, not, and no, here's the reset sentence, write it down. So what do I want? Say it after me. So what do, so I, what want? do I want? So what do I want? Yes. So right now I've been using what's called accelerated learning techniques and you cannot not remember what I just said. Matter of fact, every time you go to use the word don't, not, and no, you're going to picture the don't, not, and no with the line through and hear my voice say, so what do you want? And when you go from what you don't want to what you do want, the words change. And when the words change, the vibration changes. And when the vibration changes, guess what? You'll get different results. That is the law. Love it. I think that is a perfect way to to wrap this. And my gosh, Michael, thank you so much because bringing this type of, it, essentially it's an attitude check, you know, on a very basic level for the entrepreneurs and leaders who are listening to this podcast, it's a reminder because you're right. Everybody has been practicing this from from day one with, with or without the idea of what the what the identity of it is and um, what a cool way for us to, to share this uh, to, to get dialogue going with the listeners of this uh, of this this podcast now Michael of course we want to give you the opportunity to uh, to promote yourself websites Twitter your own uh, Google Hangouts anything you'd like to uh, to give to yeah. our listeners 
Well, you know what? Um, since I've been using Google Hangouts, I'm funneling my entire business through Google Hangouts. So the, the address is hangoutwithmichael.com, and it's a free live internet TV show every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon New Brunswick time. And uh, it's tips and tools and strategies and how you can become a more deliberate attractor. I always have a panel of experts, other law of attraction people. So make hanging out with me a habit every Friday at 9 a.m. Fantastic. We're going to we're gonna say goodbye, and Dave and I are going to stay online for uh, another yeah. two minutes to do a, a wrap-up. So thank you so much for being uh, our guests, and thank f- uh, and I, I'm thankful as well that you're not in the booth with us because it's 40 degrees in here right now. So uh, I hope you're nice and cool wherever you are. <laughs> Michael, thanks so much, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely be hopefully talking a lot more. Okay, very good. See you, Michael. Thank you. Bye. So that was, that was cool. Yeah. Um, Again, it's, I've always understood those concepts, um, and there's 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 so many different parallels too of different different faiths as well. Uh, you know, uh, you hear a lot about this as well in, in different doctrines about you know you know ask and you shall receive, mm-hmm. and if you're going to be asking for the negative, mm-hmm. you'll probably receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's truly uh, I, I think it's, it really spans all of our existence. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, Michael's done a really good job articulating a definition for it and creating a movement around mm-hmm. that, which mm-hmm. is, I think, is, is, is really outstanding. So big takeaway for you? It's a reminder. It's not even a takeaway. It's those negative words and the, um, the lies that we tell ourselves about, uh, am I able to take this business to that next level? Am I able to sell my TV shows uh, you know, consistently around the world? Am I able to constantly produce awesome content well i should be saying yes it's amazing that i am doing this not saying not wondering not questioning Mm -hmm. or saying i hope i don't fail on this next pitch session to ctv or global or cbc it's keeping the positive and i'm going to see that golf ball i know yeah he uh he's got that in my brain yeah no he did a good job and i i mean i just like how he shows up like the guy, I mean, he's very, you know, bold, but he's just that level of confidence and, you know, and, and you can just see how that whole, this whole philosophy, um, you know, you, you can understand why he's been successful as he has. And and then he also speaks to, you know, promoting a, a workshop where no one showed up. And I just think that, you know, to, to move through that and continue because, you know, at some level and you are going to attract, you know, this level of success into your life. I mean, that that's what I find so um uh, exciting about or interesting about his story. Um, I mean, yeah. where he started, you know, working with the BC government to being on the Oprah Network, selling 1.8 million copies of his first book. And, in, you know, it's in 33 different languages. I mean, that's impressive. This is awesome. Dave, thanks for uh, hanging out with me in this thing. And yes. uh, yeah, The Boiling Point is the, is the new name of our podcast. We're here. I, th- I think that's what it is. And uh, Susan Holt suggested we, uh, we have a reference to raising the temperature of entrepreneurship and I think this is what we're doing so uh, join us next week and by now we will have a website site for our podcast with uh, with show notes and, and links to uh, Michael Logier's uh, you know Google Hangout page and all this sort of thing so so uh, stay tuned for next week and we'll, we'll see who we can bring in thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. 
And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback.